Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Woman the Nurturing Spirit. I am Lady J here in beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and this is Love Court. The question Imagine being arrested for loving yourself. Would there be enough evidence to convict you? For over two months, we have been. Focusing on the evidence, the proof that we love ourselves. There have been ten questions. We have the I Love Myself Retreat, Naeem and the Keep Love Present Conversation. And then we enter the heart to hear how love reaches a verdict. This discussion is taking place with our bodies and our minds, our souls. Well, today we're going to begin to prepare for the sentencing. And we're going to call this sentencing a life sentence, just as they do in regular. Of course, being in the Love Court conversation is going to be a little different. And I'm excited to be able to have this conversation with you. At the same time, as I've been getting feedback and having conversations, with family and close friends, I'm finding finding that having a conversation about love, this conversation about loving myself is extremely sensitive and challenging and has become, can become, and has become very emotional for so many people. I'm still um, amazed, and I shouldn't be, um, when I ask people questions about loving themselves and let's talk about it and what does it feel like and I began to see tears in someone's eyes or come down their face and they just become um, nervous and uncomfortable about talking about loving themselves and love and so I want to slow 
a love conversation, slow it up and really digest and be with what it is to love yourself and keep love present. How can I love myself when I don't know myself? When I'm desperate to have you love me and want me. And we're not talking about just relationships between a man and a woman. We're talking about wanting to be accepted, wanting to be understood, wanting to have someone think about me, um, like me, know me. It's amazing how over the years I had conversations with both males and females, and we want people to know who we are without us telling them. It's so strange how I have conversations with both males and females, and well, and they have this um, misunderstanding or this disagreement or this argument or this um, problem with another person. And I'm asking, okay, so what's going on? What do you want? Well, they should just know me. They should know who I am. And um, we think, I think about the song, if you don't know me by now, you will never know. And that, that's such, we'll talk about that phrase another time. Um, how can I want you to know me when I don't know me? And I know I keep saying to love yourself is to know yourself, and it really is. And when I say know yourself, I'm not talking about know your name and your address and your social security. I'm talking about facts. I'm not talking about facts and information. Um, it's not about me having my having my degree and having special training and having unique gifts and talents. For me, knowing myself, loving myself, keeping love present, doing the work is me being me. And I know I keep saying being, knowing who you are, your authentic self. And I want to um, really talk about and go into the conversation and discussion about how do you really, really, really spend time with yourself and know yourself and how to have the conversation, how to have this conversation out loud, how to begin to really have it and not turn your head and your heart and your mind and your face away from it, how to stay in the moment of love, the conversation of love. So many of us have had so many challenges um, in our relationships, not only, again, with um, a love interest, I'm talking about even relationships in our families with siblings and brothers and sisters and children and best friends and neighbors and uncles and aunts and grandparents. And it's like I think about how when there is a miscommunication or when there is a challenge or when there is a disagreement or not an agreement or when there's something that happens that that, that challenges that um, love that decision, that choice to continue to stay connected to, to have a conversation, um, to have a relationship, to go beyond, not ignoring what has just happened, what was just said. I'm talking about going 
beyond or going past and allowing that situation, that moment, that conversation, those words that were spoken to be resolved. So many times we just stay stuck in how we felt at the moment, that pain, that strange, I don't even know what to call it sometimes. I do know many times people end up in counseling or in coaching or in some kind of helping help program to have conversations and to deal with that experience. Uh, we call it an experience. I know that it's something that was felt, a, a moment of not being accepted, not being understood, not being um, received, not being respected or appreciated about for whatever it is I'm saying and being and doing. And why is it that when someone who's really important to us, someone who we exchange this love energy, this love conversation, these love words, these love actions and reactions with the moment that it's not happening the way we are in our ex- expectation. There's a place of expectation. We expect a reaction, a word, a comment, a reaction, a smile, a twinkle in the eye, an embrace. And when we don't receive that reaction, that response, we make it mean something in our head. Uh, we make it mean they don't care, they don't love me, they rejected me, um, they are not interested in me. And it's so crazy, and I'm thinking how crazy is it to know that five minutes ago you were either hugged up or you had a hug or you were laughing, you were talking, you were having great conversation and fun, you were in a moment, and you knew you could at that moment. conversation stopped at that moment you would have had no problem knowing that that person loves you. However, five minutes goes by, and now we're in this disagreement. Something was said, something was done, and the reaction is a little different. The reaction is not very favorable, and now we are questioning whether that person loves me and what happened what happened in the mind and the heart that has us believing that for that very that small moment that phrase that word that reaction takes me all the way to the extreme of saying they don't love me you don't love me and for weeks days weeks months years that has never been a question and now because something was said Something was done, something was not done, something was not said. I am going to live the rest of my day's life believing that a person or someone that has loved me through it all, in spite of of it all, and I know deep down inside that that person loves me. I know that that person values me, respects me. And yet I walk away from a moment in time 
carrying something that happened, something that triggered a not-so-good feeling. And I want to spend the rest of my life, my days, believing that someone does not care for me or love me. And so I'm thinking about the several several of the, several of the last conversations that I've had in the, within the last week or two to have this conversation of love me, I love myself, and I'm thinking about the conversation that was started with some of the um, women and men about loving themselves and how it turned out to be a conversation of feeling rejected and wanting to get over either shame or pain or fear or abandonment or confusion. And look how things like that, look how something like that covers and clouds love. And love is still there. Because the moment we say, forgive me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for that to happen, we embrace again, we accept again, we the relationship is better, we're okay, we're laughing, and we're okay again. And it's just like when I constantly bring up how children are, the... Um, how children can quickly forgive themselves. And I know there have been exceptions to that rule also, and I know that's the, that's the result of how this child is raised, what is in the child's environment. For a child to decide not to forgive someone, a child that's three and four and five and six years old who, was, who just goes, I'm not forgiving that person. I don't care. I don't like them, and I don't care. That's a learned behavior. That's a thought um, reaction. Children, most of the time, have such a heart of love and tenderness that they're willing to get over the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment, the problem, and to embrace love again. So I want us to be with how do I open up how do I get the stress? How do I make loving myself important and a priority? Loving myself affects everything I do all day for the rest of my life and in every situation. So we're going to take a, a little music celebration, and we're going to come back and talk about how to be love ambassadors, how to market love. How do I really not push away? How do I open up? How do I have this conversation of loving myself?
Okay, welcome again to Woman in Her Spirit. The conversation we're having today is how to stay in the conversation of loving myself, how to make it a priority to love myself, how to get to a place where, excuse me, you loving me is not more important than me loving myself, and how talking about loving others is not more important than me talking about loving myself. When, again, we and I know most of you who have already been listening to these conversations, we're not talking about a selfish, self-centered, self-seeking love. We're talking about a healthy, wholesome, loving myself. I was watching a television last night, Extreme Makeover, um, weight loss program, and the young lady who had who lost all this weight, she lost over 200 pounds. And her testimony at the end of the show was her loving herself. She said, getting to a place where I could love myself. She was losing the weight. As long as she could lose the weight without really, she had to fight. Let me start all over. She had to not just lose the weight. She had to connect her whole self, her mind had to agree with her heart, had to agree with her body. Her whole self had to be in the conversation of wanting to be healthy. And she was able to finally have it have sustained and be balanced and really um, not feel rejected and lost and overwhelmed when she decided to love herself, when she decided that the weight loss, that being healthy, that being healthy in her mind and in her body and in her soul and spirit was about her loving herself. And she said in loving herself, she felt this amazing strength to do what she had to do for her body, for herself. And so loving yourself will actually inspire a strength inside you to do the work, to practice loving yourself, to have the conversation, to not be overwhelmed with being lonely. Um, I talk to so many women who do not have men in their lives, and I know that there are men who don't have women in their lives. I'm a woman who have more conversations with women. So I have conversations with women who don't have men in their lives, and they're just so, they just constantly talk about how lonely and and frightening and frustrating it is to be alone. And I keep saying to them, and I wrote a book years ago called Where Is My Adam? And in writing this book, I asked women, what are you bringing to the table? What is it about you that uh, that a man would want from you? Are you bringing loneliness and desperation and I don't love myself and I don't know myself and I'm not sure what I want in life to the table? That's overwhelming for anyone. It's overwhelming for you, so it's going to be overwhelming for others, not only for a love interest or someone you would love to be your husband or someone you would like to have in your life. We're talking about everyone's overwhelmed with anyone that has this desperate need for others to 
fill up their love tank for others to make them feel worthy and loved. Deciding and choosing inside your own self that you have worth. Discovering things about yourself. Stepping out of your own thoughts about how you're not enough and how you're not good enough and what do I need to do and how do I need to do it. It's about a decision you make. And sometimes... I should say many times we have to make that decision and it has to go past how we're feeling at the moment because feelings are what they are. They come and they go, they're up and they're down. And I have gone through, just like anyone else, wake up some days and you're like, why did I wake up today? And not because you're suicidal. We're not talking about those kind of things. We're not talking about that extreme depression and depression um, where it takes you to a place where you don't want to come out of your room and get from under the covers. I'm talking about just waking up and the day just feels almost strange. Your feelings, you feel, this is a feeling. You haven't even begun the day and you feel some kind of way. The day is not even here. So, again, being able to step past those feelings, I had to make decisions. And I would get up, and I would choose that day to dress up. I would choose that day to, you know, really make myself up, put my little makeup on and really look fabulous. I would choose that day to have an amazing breakfast. I would choose that day to do something very celebratory and very special for me because I wanted to not focus on the feeling I was having. I wanted to focus on what I chose. I wanted to focus on the love that I knew I had for myself. And so I want each person who's listening to be to really be with you loving yourself and not run by it, not rush it. Really spend some time in the next seven days. Focus on how do I love myself? What does that really look like, feel like? How is how is that how am I being in the love that I have for myself? We talked about keep love present. And keeping love present until I decide and choose to let love be something that I can practice that it's practical, that it's every moment, that it looks like the things we've been talking about. It looks like drinking enough water. I keep saying that. I keep meeting people who don't. It looks like getting enough rest. It looks like eating balanced food. I look at all the shows that's going on on television, from wanting to be a star with American Idol to to so you think you can dance, to the weight loss programs, to all of the different shows where people are reaching out to have better lives, better health, better images of themselves, better um, feelings about themselves. And it's about loving yourself. It's about knowing and loving yourself and getting to that place of really being who you know you are and having no excuses Take tiny steps to take yourself towards a life that is full of love. 
a life that is full of celebration. It's work. It's not going to just happen. I had a young lady call me the other day. She's going through some challenges, and she just didn't know how to get allow herself to, to allow love. She didn't know how. She so struggled with saying, I love myself. She says it, and it just feels so foreign and far away and strange to her. Growing up, not feeling loved and accepted by family and friends, not being understood, looking at what America, with the television, with the movies, with the what they say about what, you know, people that are loved, the beautiful people and talented people and smart people and wealthy people. Love, when you can have all the money in the world, I've met some of the most gorgeous, beautiful women who are in tears all the time. I've met some of the most educated, talented, gifted people. They're so talented and gifted, I almost have stomach ache. I, I just it's overwhelming sometimes to meet people who are just awesome and brilliant and gifted, and they just go. All these people are going through life with this empty, strange look in their eyes and their heart because love is the foundation. Loving yourself is how, is why the rest of it makes sense. The rest of it works. Loving myself. And I'm going through a whole lot of words because it's, it's something I don't want to put a definition of love in anyone's ear or heart. I want you to define what love is for you. Love looks like life, though. We, I don't want. A, I'm not talking about strange definitions, you know, because we have all kinds of characters in the human race, and folks can come up with more definitions for to to ease their mind, to to have people accept their way of being. I'm talking about a love that gives life to you and to those that are around you. We're talking about a love that brings empowerment and celebration and joy, peace of mind. Oh, my gosh, you no peace of mind? And to just skim over and skip over not having these things show up in your life is, again, to reject and to not love yourself. It's to, again, to ask you the question, is there enough evidence to convict you of loving yourself? What is your evidence that you love yourself? What is your evidence? What is your proof? What is your proof that you love yourself? Think about keeping love present. Think about how do I keep love present? How do I love myself? How do I slow down and spend time with what love is for me, what loving myself is for me? I don't want to put any new thoughts, any new information in your heart, in your ear, in your ear, <laughs> in your head. I want you to really be with that question. Take time in the next several days. Some of you spend the summer being with loving myself. 
and what does your life look like and feel like, and why am I desperate for someone else to make me feel love for myself? Why am I desperate for someone else to validate and to to give me the evidence that I love myself? Get to know yourself. Find out who you are. Ask other people. Should you you may have to ask other people to to describe you to yourself. You know, tell me about myself. Describe me to myself. You had should you have should ask someone to ask. To, this is how you can do it. Should you have to describe me to someone? How would you describe me? Who would you say that I am? Because many times we have an idea of what we think we are be projecting to people. And many times there are two things that can happen. We can either get a reaction or get a response or get information, and we go, oh, that's nothing like me. I don't know, where do they get that from? Or we can believe that it's just like me. And it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is can you see what they're talking about? Because we're not talking about judgment. We're not talking about going to someone, and then you cannot, I mean, I mean you can ask someone to tell you about yourself and you can reject it, don't ask to to have a right or wrong response. Hear what they're saying. Speak to more than three or four people to see what's common about what they're saying about you. And then be with what they're saying. Be with the positive, the negative, the up, the down, the whatever it is. I mean, the hardest thing for me growing up was for me to accept the fact that I was drama, that I was this drama person. Not a drama queen like you see people on television and the news. I'm just kind of like this very Hollywood kind of person. My niece called me Hollywood Jackie in the middle of Camden because I dressed with a lot of flair. And I, when you see me, if you were to ever see me speak in person, my hands are going, I'm just animated, I'm all over the place, and I'm just excited about life. So I speak with a lot of flair and animation and excitement, like a child in the candy store. And I just have fun with my words and what I'm saying and in my life and how I live life and the things that I like are very big and beautiful and 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 gorgeous and and I just like that and so it took me a long time to accept that every and it was funny because I heard her say it and I began to do the ask the question I just told you to ask I began to ask all these people tell me about myself describe me to me and I would just write it down and then I would sit quietly and meditate and look at all the ways that people would describe me I would either ask them to give me words to describe me or just give me some information just talk about me. And it was just amazing to me that not only was I this Hollywood person, I was. They talked about my power and my boldness, and my joy and um, my hugeness, and how I fill up the room and how I come in and and not loud and taking over. Just who I am. It took me years to accept and be with that, and and then once I accepted it, I had to learn how to. Except be it, not that I was how to be the person that I'm being. Sounds strange, right? How do I be the person that I know that I'm being and not wrap it up and not dumb it down and not cover it up? So 
I want to thank you again. I didn't want to have a really, really long conversation today. I just wanted to have this conversation from my heart um, about you slowing down, us slowing the conversation of I love myself and really being with that question, really being with um, loving yourself and collecting enough evidence to convict you and being with the idea that keeping love present is about knowing and loving and being who I've been created to be. So we're going to end today, and we're going to think about that. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to have a conversation with several people on air. I would love for you to come back, invite friends and family to have this conversation. We'd love for you to call in and let us just have this open conversation um, about love, about um, loving myself, and let's talk about the different types of love and just want to just get out in the universe this conversation, this energy about love and, more importantly, about loving myself because I can love you as I love myself. Thank you again for joining me today. Enjoy the rest of your week. I love you. This is Lady J, and God bless you. 